Hello, my dudes. Welcome back to Previously Gifted. Today, we are going to talk about the Oscars that happened last night. Initially, my plan was to talk about the movies that I had seen before the Oscars and then do some kind of recap after, but mm, that didn't happen. Plus, I don't know. Like, what's the point in being like, this is what I think's going to win? Because I am not the Academy, shockingly. Um, so... Where is this recording? Hello? Oh, never mind. It's totally fine. <laughs> I thought that this wasn't recording, but it is. Um, sorry about that, you guys. Silly me. Totally lost my train of thought. Thanks, self. Thanks, GarageBand, for ruining this fucking podcast. Anyway, um, so yeah, I'm going to talk about the movies that I have seen out of uh, the, ugh, I guess, like the Best Picture nominees but some of these were not nominated for Best Picture, but I still want to chat about them, okay? Um, Before I get started, we have a new podcast sponsor to announce. Her name is Hannah Baker. Yes, the same name as the main character in 13 Reasons Why. So that's, that's unfortunate because she had the name before the character did. I assume, because the book was written in, like, what, 2010? And I bet you're older than eight years old, Hannah. So anyway, shouts out to Hannah. Thank you for becoming a sponsor. You guys can hit her up on Instagram at Hannah Joe J-O, Baker. Also, we've got the oldies, the old faithfuls, Joni, Kirsty, Eric, Lily, Matt, Jerome, and Liz. Make sure you guys check them out if you're interested in... You know, following a previously gifted supporter on their social media because obviously these people have impeccable taste. Thank you guys. Um, and also, news about the Patreon. Um, I changed the tiers a little bit. So if you go to patreon.com slash previously gifted for just $1 per month, you will have access to the bonus podcast episodes. And, um, and some other perks. But yeah, I'm trying to make at least one bonus episode per month, and I want you guys to be more involved, and the best way to be involved in the pod is to be a patron. So thank you guys for supporting me, and let's get chatting with myself about cinema, you guys. We're talking movies. We're talking films here. Um, Luckily, all of my (laughs) year and a half of being a digital filmmaking major in college will hopefully go to waste and I will not be able to explain or describe these films in a sophisticated way. But let's be, let's be real. Let's be down to earth. I'm just going to talk like I would if I were chatting to a friend's face about these movies. First of all, I recently talked about how Nathan and I like to do movies movie night as a date night. That's such an original idea. Um, But yeah, we're like, let's go to the cinema more often. But obviously it's expensive, dude. Like movie tickets are like $14. And then you've got to buy a $6 Icy and then maybe some other snacks. It's, It's a pricey date, you know, but you're just trying to support the film industry because you don't want it to die. Um, And people are pirating movies so often. You know, it's losing revenue. I'm, I'm sure a lot of these movies are not struggling, but still, it's good to support film. Um, but anyway, 
someone suggested that we get the movie pass. And we did. Um, so movie pass is a service that's been around for a few years now. Um, and apparently like years ago, it was like $50 a month for unlimited movies. And now it's only 10. You may be wondering, how does that work? How does anyone make money in this situation? To be honest, I have no fucking clue. Um, movie pass pays the theater the full price of the ticket, but I'm sorry. I'm like hiccuping or burping. (laughs) Cute. Uh, it'll pay the full ticket price to the theater, but I don't know how MoviePass makes money. Um, unless they're trying to go for that, like, gym membership type of thing, where people are like, oh, that's such a good deal, I'll get it, and then they never go. Um, but anyway, that's irrelevant. So we got our movie passes. they came in the mail, just, the way that it works is, like, you have the MoviePass app, and then you have the card, and you have to use both, which is a little complicated, but whatever. So we show up to the stupid movies, our favorite theater with the best reclining chairs in town. Um, And you're supposed to check into the movie once you're at the cinema. So we get there, Nathan checks in, and mine won't work. I get to the cinema, (laughs) get this, and it's not working. And I get to the cinema (laughs) and it's not working. Um, That's a little shout out to Gabriel Gundacker who goes to the coin star and it's not working. Um, <laughs> so we get there and it's not fucking working for me. And I'm pissed because obviously I've already paid my $10 for this month and heck, probably the second month's $10 charge is gonna come soon, you know? Um, but most importantly, I go up to the ticket counter and I'm like, um, yeah, I'm trying to check in. And they're like, we do not do any customer service with the movie pass, we just accept it. And I was like, oh, shit. Uh, I totally understand because movie pass has been having a lot of like customer service issues or like me, the app doesn't work or something's going wrong. So I understand why individual theaters wouldn't want to deal with that bullshit because they can't do anything about it anyway. But I'm pretty pissed because I'm like, well, fuck, now I have to pay for this? I already paid for my movie pass, and now I have to pay $14. Um, but we're going to the cinema to see Annihilation, the new, uh, what would you call it? Not a horror film. It's like a, like a, what would you call it, Nathan? Uh, sci-fi. Sci-fi, yes. A new sci-fi film starring Natalie Portman. Um, and apparently it's coming out on Netflix in like a week. So I paid $14 see a movie that I that should have cost me nothing um and also it's coming out on Netflix but it was a great movie you guys should definitely watch it but anyway that's that's my story about movie pass I got so angry you know that situation where you're like very heated but there's nothing that anyone around can do so I just sit there like fuck guess I'll pay for my ticket then thank you very much Um, so I made a mental note to contact MoviePass customer service. I DM'd them on Twitter, but I don't think they reply on there. Um, so I'm gonna have to call their phone number. But I haven't been, like, available to do that. So maybe I'll do it tomorrow. I don't know. It's another stupid errand on my list. Thanks, MoviePass. I'm gonna call you and probably sit on hold for an hour. Just to get you to try to fucking refund my $14. Because I want to use your service. I love movies. Um, anyway, Nathan loves it. 
he has glowing raving reviews for MoviePass, so it's it's like a flip of a coin. It could either work great or it could just fuck you over and charge you money and you won't be able to use it. You never know. So anyway, um, the movies that we have seen. Um, I don't know how to go about this. I've got like a list of the movies that we've seen in theaters recently or at home. Um, okay, let's talk about the Oscars, the Academy Awards. I am not one to watch award shows ever. Um, if it's convenient, maybe I'll catch a little bit of it, but they're too long and you get all the highlights on Twitter or online. So it's like, I don't really feel the need to watch most of the time. Um, but anyway, we were excited because when the nominations came out, you know, we were you know, it's the usual hype. You're like, oh, those films are nominated for Best Picture or Best Whatever. Maybe we'll go see it. And obviously, that's great to encourage more people to go out and see these films, which are great films, you know? Do they encompass all of the greatest films of the year? No, of course, there are always some so-called snubs, but um, nobody will ever agree completely with the Academy, <laughs> except the Academy and probably white men. Um, I don't know if I heard too much about too many, uh, nomination snubs this year, but again, that's not my interest. It's like, you know, there's always going to be people who are like, how could you leave out this film? And it's like, I don't know, they could and they did, so, I don't know, just give it more attention in any way you can, but how long should we complain about something not getting nominated? I don't know. Um, let's talk about the Oscars and everything later on. Let's just chat about these movies first. The first movie on our recently watched list is Darkest Hour, the biopic of Winston Churchill. <laughs> so this is usually not the type of movie that I would run to see at the cinema. Um, but fun fact, we actually, Nathan and I, we went with his boss, Shouts Out, um, and some of his other coworkers. Um, so it was a time. I, I enjoyed it. It was interesting. I don't know very much about um, British history or British figures. Obviously, I, I knew a very small, close-minded uh, kind of portrait of Winston Churchill. Um, but it was interesting to see a little bit more about him, especially with Nathan sitting right beside me. I'm like, wow, I, I totally understand everything. I actually understand England now, and I... <laughs> I don't know, I feel kind of British. I feel a little bit... A little <laughs> Nathan's just like, no, please. Um, I feel a little bit like more well... No, what the fuck was that? I feel a little bit well-versed about... What the fuck am I doing? This is the worst British accent I've done in recent times. Winston Churchill is the most... <sighs> frustrating figure in in recent modern British history. <laughs> I should stop. This doesn't make any sense. Um, anyway, more about The Darkest Hour. Uh, so yeah, it's about uh, Winston Churchill being um, brought to the position of Prime Minister 
uh, right, right on the edge of, spoiler, spoiler alert, if you guys haven't watched it, you may not know what happens next, uh, right at the edge of World War II. So Hitler is taking over and the UK, Britain, they are all trying to figure out how to grapple with his Nazi forces and not be, um, you know, taken over themselves. So it is very interesting. Um, the royal family was there. <laughs> Shouts out King... Who's the king during Winston Churchill's time? Um, it's, uh, Edward, I believe. Edward? <clears throat> Fact check us. Could be any of those British names. I was thinking... Charles, but I know nothing, so who cares? Um, the British family was there, shouts out. The, the, the woman, there's a woman in the movie who plays uh, Winston Churchill's, like, typist. She types all of his speeches as he just, like, says them out loud. She, I, for the first half of the film, I thought she was Daisy Ridley, um, known as Rey uh, from Star Wars. Um... And it's not. It was not Daisy Ridley. It's someone who looks very much like her. They just had, like, similar teeth, face shape. They, they look very similar, okay? Look it up. Do I remember this actress's name? No, I don't. King um, George. Who? King George. It was King George. King George and Winsty Churchy ended up being pretty good pals. Because they united for, for the good of Britain. Great Britain. God God save the queen, you know? <laughs> Where was the queen? She was probably just chilling. When you got a king, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> All right, so that was Darkest Hour. Um, by the way, I have Letterboxd, if you guys have that. Um, it's an app where you can track the movies you watch. You can keep a watch list of things that you want to see. You can leave little reviews. Um, and it's kind of a cool thing to be able to, like, look back and be like, oh, these are all the movies I've watched this year or in whatever amount of time. If you guys want to follow me on Letterboxd, I'm actually not sure what my username is. It could be Tiffany Ferg. It could be Tiffany the Prez. It might be Tiffany Ferg. Um, but I've been trying to log my films on, uh... Letterbox, because it's interesting. It is Tiffany Ferg. So if you have Letterboxd, hit me up, I guess, if you care. I don't know. I don't understand the social aspect other than, like, being like, oh, some of my friends also saw this movie. Um, but on Letterboxd, you can rate each movie on a scale of one to five stars. It's pretty typical. Uh, I didn't realize... <sighs> okay, when I first downloaded the app, I was going through, like, the most popular movies pages and like just trying to mark all the ones that I've seen and rate them and it's very overwhelming to do that um but I was like I didn't know that you could use half stars so that affected my ratings a little bit but also I feel like I'm very generous I don't like to be overly critical um so basically on my scale if I liked a movie it's at least three stars if I really liked it it's gonna be four and if it's really, really good, and I'd watch it again, five. That's, that doesn't make for very much room for, like, distinction, you know? It doesn't take a lot for a movie to be, like, a four-star movie for me. Anyway, I think I rated Darkest Hour four stars, but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, would I want to watch that movie again? No. <laughs> Three? 
I rated it three stars. Thank you, Nathan. He's fact-checking me right across the room. Three stars. I, I hated it. <laughs> um, but I guess, I guess it's a little impressive. I mean, I don't know. Historical movies are always, I don't know. It, it depends on your taste. And like I said, it's not usually my taste. But um, Gary Oldman, the star who played Winston Churchill, he won Best Actor. Spoiler alert. Um, so, I mean, do I agree with that? It doesn't matter if I agree with that. Did he do a great job portraying a figure that I have never seen portrayed in any other place? Sure. <laughs> Seemed convincing. Um, the the makeup was very impressive for that because they had to turn Gary Oldman, Gary Oldman, into an old man with more of a belly. So it was pretty good. Pretty good. Three stars. <laughs> Next movie, Black Panther. All right, yeah, oh yeah. Black Panther was obviously incredible. Um, it's been a couple weeks since we went and saw that. I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast yet, but basically it was incredible. I loved it, love it a lot. Um, Nathan, of course, is getting me into uh, superhero movies, the Marvel Universe and all of that because secondhand and also going to the movies with him. I'm watching a lot more than I usually would. Um, but I probably would have still seen Black Panther anyway, just because of all the hype leading up to it and since um, its premiere. So yeah, amazing. Incredible. Have you guys seen that? <laughs> it's from fucking Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon and Chedwick. Is his name Chedwick? Yeah. Yeah. Chedwick what? Ched... Ched... Why am I thinking Chedwick Westwick? That's for sure not right. The star, the Black Panther of Black Panther, um, and Jimmy Fallon, uh, they were hiding behind, like, <laughs> a curtain, and people were coming in under the guise uh, that they would just be, like, sending video messages to him, um, Chedwick. So they're sitting there, and they're staring at this, like, poster of the Black Panther, and they're like you know, this movie mean, means a lot to me and it was incredible to see this and just everything that they would want to say to him. And of course he pops out from behind the curtain and they freak out and it's very cute. I would definitely recommend looking that up because it's, it felt, it felt, it felt. And I felt as well watching it. So check it out. Next, three bell, bell boards. Three billboards in Ebbing, Missouri. It's really hard to say the full name. That kind of film title, it's like, why did you name it that long? I mean, obviously they knew that people would refer to it as three billboards, but still, I'm like, okay, all right, we get it. Three billboards, where? In Ebbing, Missouri. Where's Missouri? <laughs> I don't know. It's been a long time since I've looked at a full U.S. map. And it's been much longer before then that I memorized the map. I think the last time I knew where every state was, along with its capital, must have been like fifth grade. Because they used to quiz us on things like that. And now, now they don't. Nobody quizzes a 22-year-old woman. Um, except maybe Jimmy, the Jimmys of the late night shows. You know, you'd get one of those, like, street interviews and they'd be like, literally point out Missouri. And I'd go, I, it's in the middle somewhere. I'm not sure. Um, anyway, three billboards. I loved 
Nathan, if you want to pull up my rating. No, just, hold on. <laughs> um, I think I remember. I think I gave it four and a half. Tree billboards. Toi. On the toi billboard. Four and a half out of five. See, I'm getting a little more stingy. I'm not just going to give anything a five. But honestly, um, spoiler, out of all of these movies and out of out of the Oscar-nominated films that I've seen, I think Three Billboards is in my top two movies. So I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, I'm really glad that Nathan and I decided to watch that. We did not see that in theaters. We watched that... We got, uh, got it on Amazon a couple days ago. Um, but wow, such great performances by, um, what's her name? Frances McDormand and freaking Woody Harrelson. Gotta love him. And the other guy, who, spoiler alert, won Best Supporting Actor. What's his name? Sam. Sam Rockwell. Yes. Um, overall, such a great story. It's, it's such a great blend of drama and humor and, uh, again, so many feelings. Like, I felt so, so sad a lot of the time. And then you, like, you feel so strongly about all the characters. And then they develop even more. It, it's just great. There's some good twists, I think. And uh, just a great movie. So Three Billboards, if you haven't seen it yet, absolutely check it out. It was really great. I think we should take a little break for a second, and then we will continue with my list. I've got a couple more films that I've seen, and then we'll talk about the ones that I haven't seen. Thank you guys for listening. Here we, here we pause. And we're back. Thank you guys so much for waiting. That was, it was a transitional period, and I'm really glad that you're still sticking around. Okay, next film on my list is Wonder, the cutie heartbreaker movie starring Jacob Tremblay, the little talent that acted, um, and Owen Wilson. Wow. He didn't say wow one time in that movie. Disappointing. The Julia Roberts, yes, yes, the famous, the pretty woman, the aunt of Emma Roberts, yeah, that one, and I don't know any of the other stars. Wonder um, is about Jacob Tremblay, uh, who plays a little boy. It's not about Jacob Tremblay. I love referring to movie characters as actors and vice versa. Um, Just to be accurate, the movie is starring... Jacob Tremblay, and he plays a little boy who has a facial deformity. Um, So he was born that way, and then he had some plastic surgery, but obviously it didn't completely put his face back to so-called normal. Um, So, you know, the movie is about the struggles of that, and of course it's difficult. Shouts out to anybody who has seen the movie... Of course I forgot the name. It stars Cher... Uh, and the guy with red hair, and his name maybe starts with R. I have to Google this. I must know. Um, I have to know what this is. Guess what? I Googled share disformed face. It's called deformed. The movie is called Mask. Yes. A 1985 biographical drama. It's based on a true story. 
um, starring Cher, Sam Elliott, and Eric Stoltz. And yeah. Ooh, Laura Dern is in that? <sighs> Gotta love Laura Dern. Um, but yeah, Mask is great. If you haven't seen it, you really should. But it has a similar concept, um, except in Mask, uh, the main character's facial deformity is more severe. Um, but it's a great movie. Yeah, like I said, similar. This is like a grown-up wonder, which is sad because, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to spoil Wonder. So Wonder is like the most emotionally manipulative movie. Um, I bet you could tell that just by watching the trailer. But of course, that's why you want to watch it, you know? You know! You know this kid is going to go through some hard times. You know his parents are going to be loving, but they can't understand completely because they obviously haven't experienced this. And, you know, classic. Um, Wonder is interesting because it goes um, character by character through the movie. Um, sometimes going through the same day from different perspectives. And then by the end, it, it jumps pretty far into the future. Um, but yeah, Wonder was nice. I enjoyed it. I, I might have cried a few times. Or I nearly cried many times. But maybe didn't come to full completion of tears. Um, Nathan, do you know what I rated it? Not that you need to have letterboxed up for this entire podcast. Or film Wonder. Wonder, four stars. Four stars. Yeah, so I guess I really enjoyed it. Um, Yeah, I did. I did. I would recommend it if you're into, you know, like a heartwarming but also heart-wrenching film. That's that's how I would describe it. Next film on my list is Coco. Yes, bitch. Um, Coco, I had been hearing really great things about, specifically from... Emily, a.k.a. the chill vegan, a chill vegan, um, she, yeah, she's just tweeted, like, many times about how much she loves Coco, and, um, Coco is a Disney Pixar film about the Day of the Dead, and, um, it's so good. Nathan and I were trying to decide between a couple movies to watch, and we watched this one at home on Amazon again. Shouts out Amazon. We are actually paying for movies. We are such good patrons of cinema, you guys. Um, but yeah, I will admit, I mean, I talked about this a little bit. Um, I just made a bonus episode for Patreon. So if you become a patron, you'll have access. Um, I just made a bonus episode and I'm realizing as I talk about Coco that I already talked about Coco in the bonus episode because um, I keep going to say the same things and I'm like, mm, deja vu or should I say deja parlay? Okay. Um, but anyway, long story short, Coco is a fantastic film. It absolutely destroyed me in the best way possible. I, I love watching movies about other cultures. Can I relate at all to having a Mexican family or celebrating the Day of the Dead or any of these things? Not really. <laughs> but of course, I can relate to, like, family, you know. Generational issues and differences and, and traditions and wanting to be your own person. And why am I talking in that accent for this? That doesn't make any sense. Um, it's, it's a beautiful movie. 
It has great original songs. And the, the end, the end will ruin you. So definitely check it out. Coco won best animated feature. Coco won Best Anime Feature. Hell yeah, bitch. Check it out. It's great. Next film is Get Out. I can't believe it took so long for us to watch Get Out. Um, I literally just watched it this week with Nathan. Um, I don't know why I didn't see it in theaters when it came out, but I just, I missed it. And then it was on Amazon, but it was only available for like $15. A rental. For $15. No, not today. So we waited and we waited and then we found it and was it even any cheaper? Or did we still pay $15? No, it was uh, $6.99. $6.99. Okay, that's a price point that we're okay with. Um, Get Out. Obviously it was very hyped, but I think very rightfully so. Between all these movies, Three Billboards and Get Out, I think, are my faves. Get Out was great. I had heard some slight things, not really spoilers, but like um, I knew a good amount about the plot and some some interesting points about it. Um, but it's just great, and I'm so happy for Jordan Peele. And uh, it won something. Did Jordan Peele won? Uh, best uh, screenwriter. Best screenwriter. I'm so happy. I can't wait to see more of Jordan's uh, work because obviously it's going to be next level. But yeah, I mean, everybody says go seek it out if you haven't. And I agree, 100%. What was my favorite part about it? I mean, obviously, like, the twists and the surprises and you find everything out in the end. That's my favorite part. I told you guys that I'm not great at describing movies anymore. And that is true. But what more can I say without spoiling things? Honestly, I should have made this a no-spoiler episode because I could, like, really get into all the shit. Um, And that's so much more fun to talk about. But it's okay. For the sake of you who haven't seen all these films, for the sake of you who aren't exactly cinephiles and you tend to miss the best features and you don't care about keeping up with what's nominated by the Academy, fine. Actually, I don't know why I would I would respect you and not spoil these movies for you. I'm just too tired. I don't want to spoil things right now. It takes a lot of energy to do that. Mainly, I'd have to remember all the plot points, and honestly, I don't I don't have the memory right now. I'm out of memory. The next film, the one that Nathan and I most recently watched in theaters, like I said, is Annihilation. Cost me 14 bucks. So keep in mind, that's how much I had to pay. Maybe my ratings are subconsciously based off of how worth it I feel like they were, depending on if we rented a movie for $2.99 or if it cost me $14 even though I have a movie pass. But anyway, even with actually having to pay for this ticket, Annihilation was great. Natalie Portman is so beautiful. (laughs) Um, Watching that movie made me want to lose weight, which is maybe fucked up. I could lose like five or 10 pounds, you guys, you know? But okay, there's this part where Natalie Portman's looking all cute and like giggling and being tickled or something in a bed, irrelevant to the plot. Um, But her stomach just looked so good. And I remember thinking, damn, I should try to lose some tummy pounds. 
And, like, thinking about my face, and I'm like, I feel like my face looks just a little bit chubbier than usual. Should I fix it? Anyway, thanks, Natalie. You ruined my self-esteem. Um, but you're so strong, and your character's so smart and cool. Um, Natalie Portman's character plays a soldier scientist. Um, and basically, there is this, um, this thing called the Shimmer that is spreading and... Um, growing, and everybody who goes in never comes out. So, naturally, Natalie Portman and some other brave women go in, and craziness ensues. Um, Annihilation is very, very interesting. It is a trippy movie. Like, I I watched it, I think, the entirety of the movie with my jaw, like, permanently dropped. Like, shit would just happen, and I'd be like, what? Like, it's it's very cool. It's cool because it combines, like, real science with sci-fi, which is... I'm stupid. That's what sci-fi is, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> wow, this movie's crazy because it combines science and fiction. <laughs> I just discovered a genre. Um, wow, that's the dumbest shit ever. I'm truly appreciating science fiction for the first time. But, okay. (laughs) To be fair, like, this film is extra science fiction-y. There's science fiction films that don't actually get into the science of it. And this film had me thinking about cells splitting. I was thinking about mitosis. I was thinking about biology. Um, And other things that Natalie Portman's character explained much better than I ever could. Um... And then the end of Annihilation, obviously without spoilers, yeah, it's so, what the fuck? And then, okay, the movie ended, and people started getting up from their seats, but everyone was silent. Like, you know when a movie ends, people usually start talking right away? No. This movie, it ended, and everyone was just like, great. There was a noise that interrupted the silence. Okay, if you can, imagine quiet. (laughs) That's how it was. Um, I feel like everybody was just baffled. They're like, what the fuck just happened? But like, cool, but also what? Um, And I was like, I don't know how I feel about that ending. And then we looked it up and apparently it's part of a trilogy. It's based on a trilogy of books. So I'm kind of tempted to read the books because I would love to actually understand what the fuck is happening and know in advance what's going to happen. But then another side of me is like, actually, why don't I just wait and be surprised by cinema? Um, So I don't know. We'll see. Great movie. I don't know what I rated it on Letterboxd. Maybe a 4.5. Maybe. (sighs) Waiting for confirmation from Mr. White. Sorry, are you busy? Are you not on Letterboxd? Four. Four. Okay. All right. All right. See, that's the thing. With um, with a little bit of time, my ratings change. And also, I just forget. And I just, I just kind of guess. Mm, I liked it a lot. Or at least from my own retelling of the movie, it can make myself think that I liked it or disliked it more. If that makes sense. Memory's crazy, you guys. We never remember exactly the way that we think we do. Okay, (laughs) The Last Bird, 
What? I spoiled it. The last movie that I've seen is Lady Bird. And again, this was one that was on my watch list for months. And I kept telling Nathan that I wanted to see it for months. I have been telling Nathan every time he goes, what movie should we watch? Lady Bird, which is still playing at our local indie cinema. And Call Me By Your Name. And also, I, Tanya. Um, but finally, we watched Lady Bird on Amazon at home. And I've got to say, it was very hyped up by everybody, obviously. Um, it's cool that Greta Gerwig... Gerwig? Is that her name? Greta Gerwig, sure. Um, I think that is it. <laughs> I'm, like, playing dumb. Is that it? Of course it is. Um, it's cool to see... Uh, a very, a very strong female film, you know? Female directors, they're rare in Hollywood, unfortunately. Um, and, and it's, it's a dope movie. But anyway, my actual thoughts about it. Um, there were so many people who said, Lady Bird made me cry. It was exactly like my relationship with my mom. Like, this movie is so my life. I saw it three times. Um, I've got to say... I don't know. This may be an unpopular opinion, but um, I really enjoyed Lady Bird, but it was not my favorite. And, and personally, it did not live up to the expectations. Um, I mean, I know it's not supposed to be like the most exciting action-driven plot. Um, it's more about the relationships between the characters and just classic coming-of-age kind of stuff. Um, but maybe it's because I can't relate. Like, like the whole experience with, like, how she interacts with her mom and her dad and, and everything, I'm like, mm-mm, this doesn't, this doesn't do it for me. But then again, my relationship with my parents, I've never found a movie that mirrors that. Um, so I guess that's just me. <laughs> Movies like that just amplify, like, how different my relationship with my parents is and how my upbringing was. I don't know. Um, my parents are like, they're like equals to me. We just talk to each other like whatever. And I guess I'm, I'm more independent. So like, I'm not used to having my parents like dictate anything about my life really. Um, but of course I could relate to Lady Bird's, um, college struggles and, you know, trying to find a school that you can afford and considering going across the country, all of that. Um, not wanting to go to UC Davis. No, actually, I have nothing against UC Davis. I know some people who go there. Um, <laughs> and of course, California. And, you know, having some pinkish hair. I can actually relate. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, I am Ladybird. <sighs> wow. No, no, that's not it. Um, so those are all the movies that I have seen. Now, a short list of the movies that I did not see out of the Oscar nominees, mostly. Um, but that I would still like to see Call Me By Your Name, I, Tanya, and Dunkirk. Dunkirk, I mostly wanted to see before because of Harry Styles, even though he has a very small role in it. Um, but Nathan saw that, and he said that it was incredible. Um, and unfortunately, Harry Styles is not on screen very often, so that's disappointing. But apparently it's a great movie, and especially as a British man, um, he felt very proud of his country. So I guess I should watch it. 
it's it's a great movie. And then watching the Oscars last night, um, Dunkirk won a lot of the sound awards. It won two back-to-back sound awards. So if I'm not going to watch it, I could at least listen to it. <laughs> oh, Nathan hated that. Whew. I also cracked my lip last night <laughs> during the Oscars. Um, you know when you're so dehydrated that your lip cracks and bleeds? Yes. Um, so I haven't really been able to fully smile. And I'm trying not to because I don't want to, I don't want to bleed on camera if I can avoid it. Um, Call Me By Your Name. I want to see that so badly. I didn't know that Timothy Chalamet was in Lady Bird also until recently. And I'm like, no wonder he's the new It Boy. Um, But also his nomination for Best Actor. He is the third youngest nominee for Best Actor. He's 22. He's like two months younger than me. Shouts out. Timothy, um, imagine if his name was were spelled like a normal Timothy, not the cute E accent, um, Agu, E E accent Agu. Um, imagine if it was just Timothy with a Y. Will we like him that much? What if his last name was Shamlet instead of Chalamet? What if he wasn't half French? You know, what if? Um, I think he'd still be a great actor. But anyway, I was waiting for him to show up in Lady Bird, and then he did, and I was like, oh, this character's so douchey, it makes me sick. Um, but obviously his performance in Call Me By Your Name is is the especially noteworthy one. Also, Army Hammer, bitch. I can't wait to see that. And again, I, I've asked Nathan so many times if we could watch that freaking movie. Um, I think we're still waiting for its price to go down on Amazon. <sighs> but I just want to see it. I want to see a beautiful love story about two men in Italy. (laughs) I want to see it. Um, I, Tanya, freaking Margot Robbie, dude. She's so beautiful. And that's just such a spicy story. It's a true story based on a true story. Ice skating's involved. Triple Axel. Love it. And a little bit of violence and conspiracy conspiring? What am I fucking saying? Conspire, conspiring. Sure. I want to see I, Tanya. I want to see that. And, um, yeah, that's, those are my lists. Other than that, I've got just a couple of things to chat about. The biggest awards of the Oscars. Oh yeah, so I was going to talk about the Oscars. Um, quickly. So, <sighs> really big news, you guys. Um, Nathan and I have been watching a lot of HGTV, and you may be thinking, what is this? How is this relevant to the Oscars? Hold your fucking horses. Nathan and I have been watching a lot of HGTV, mostly Property Brothers. Um, We live for it, and it's not on Netflix anymore, and we went to HGTV.com, and they only have a few free episodes, and there are so many ads, it's annoying. And you have to have a cable subscription to be able to sign in and watch it on HGTV.com. And it's like, who has cable anymore? Not us, dude. Like, of course not. Um, I feel so weird and out of touch when things want me to have cable or something, you know, where you're like, what? Like, imagine something being like, hey, give me your phone number, but it has to be a landline. Cell phones won't work. I'd be like, what do you want from me? What? 
you want you want me to dial up the web page? Why can't I just use Wi-Fi? <laughs> That's how I feel when somebody asks me to fucking use a cable login. No, just give me access to it. I just want to watch Property Brothers. Um, but my parents came through. So I'm going to dedicate this episode to them. Shouts out, mom and dad. I hit them up and I was like, hey, do you by chance have cable? Um, Because I know they use my Netflix. So I'm like, maybe they just don't have cable anymore. Who has cable? I don't know. But apparently they do. So they gave me their login. And Nathan and I now have access (laughs) to HGTV, along with a lot of other things that cable TV gives you access to online. So it's exciting days, you know, things are looking up. Um, we've got unlimited Property Brothers episodes to watch. I'm really, really excited. But also, that login gave it, gave us access to the ABC app on Roku. What the fuck is Roku, you know? Um, we got the ABC app, and we got to live watch the Oscars. Again, how weird is that? Like, anything that requires me to watch something on television, I'm like, how do we access it? Um, But we got that password. So we turn on the Oscars live stream, and it's just way too fucking long. And every few minutes, just for no reason, the, like, the connection would shut off, and it would be, like, retrieving, retrieving, and we'd lose, like, five to 15 seconds of whatever was happening. So that was annoying. Um, it's kind of like if your internet just kept getting disconnected, and you're like, well, never mind. I really don't care enough for this. So we watched the first few episodes, <laughs> first few episodes of the Oscars. Uh, first few hours, I don't know, it went on for so long. Um, And we just kept getting interrupted, and it was getting late, and I was tired, and I was like, dude, how much longer? And also, do I care enough to watch it live? Like, it's not, it's not like the, I don't know, the MTV (laughs) Music Awards or VH1, I don't know. It's not like the crazy wild, um, like, music awards where, like, shenanigans happen. But even those, I don't watch, so I don't know. Um, again, I'm not one to usually sit through an entire award show, even if it is the Oscars. Um, but this one I was interested because, yeah, I mean, obviously, if you've seen more of the films, you're more invested in who actually wins. So we decided to go to bed (laughs) probably in the last, like, half hour or hour before, you know, it ended. But we missed all the biggest categories, basically. Um... And then we woke up. Did you tell me the winner? Like, when we woke up? Like, you told me out loud? Yeah, whispered in your ear. <laughs> what the fuck? I remember being, like, half asleep and and Nathan just being like, The Shape of Water won Best Picture. And I was like, okay, bye, I love you. What? Um, <laughs> Nathan, my camera shut off. Could you hit record again? Please. Please and thank you. Thanks. Thanks the record button. There we go. Welcome back, YouTube. Um, so yeah, spoiler alert, The Shape of Water, one best picture. Also, that was one that I have seen, um, but I talked about that a few episodes back, so I didn't want to rehash that. But I did really enjoy The Shape of Water. I may have given that 4.5 stars. Um, looking back, it wasn't my favorite, but I did really enjoy it as I watched it, so I don't know. I think it deserves it. It was pretty good. Or maybe not deserves it, but 
I'm not, like, upset in any way that it won, you know? Again, I don't like to argue over, like, the results of who gets picked for what. Um, and best actress was Frances McDormand from Three Billboards, which I, which I love because I really, I really adored her performance. And, uh, I'm glad that so many actors from Three Billboards got nominations because it was incredible. Really, really great. So that, you guys, is my Oscars 2018 rehash commentary slash movies I've seen slash movies that I liked, I guess. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you have the Apple Podcast app, I would really appreciate it if you guys would go and leave a review there because I just live for those reviews, man. They get me so jazzed. And if you're listening to this, on that same podcast app, please also leave a review because, again, it's like, it's like getting an anonymous form spring message years back where somebody's like, I really love your hair or something even nicer than that. Like, I secretly wish I was you. (laughs) TBT. Does anyone remember form spring? It would be like the one nice message out of 10, like really mean ones, Um, except the reviews of my podcast are almost all really nice. So thank you guys so much for leaving those. I appreciate it. If you watch this whole thing on YouTube, please leave a comment as well. I love hearing from you guys. And of course, let me know which movies you saw, which ones were your fave. And if you have Letterboxd, follow me. Why not? Um, once again, if you're interested in supporting the podcast or checking out those bonus episodes, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash previously gifted for just one single dollar per month. Why not? You know, why not? Thank you guys for watching and stay tuned for a new episode later. I am tired and I'm, I'm, I'm always like hiccuping. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Bye. I can't smile because my lip is going to bleed. (laughs) 